Welcome to the Sourced Week in Review podcast. My name is Michael Crutcher. Jordan McDonald, it's a great week to review because Queensland won the State of Origin series mm. again. Again, absolutely destroyed the Blues on the Wednesday. Fantastic game. And earlier that morning we won the first Ashes test as well. We did. I missed that one. I woke up to a friend of mine who's currently in Amsterdam saying or raving about how oh. incredible it was. So came into work here and... Watch the highlights. Got the gist. It's a friendly time in Amsterdam to celebrate because it was late. It was sort mm. of, you know, it's sort of yes. heading into uh, the, uh, I guess, summer solstice over there. So good yeah. time to be out and about. Indeed. Big week. Big week. A few different things to discuss this week. This is our week <laughs> in review number 80. Yeah, 80. 80. And look, we mentioned big stories this week. Obviously, State of Origin and the Ashes have that that element of pride, which is such a big factor in effective content, making people feel proud. Nothing does that quite as basically as State of Origin. Yeah. The women win the series last night. The men win the series the night before. It's uh, it's been it's been fantastic. So. But there's been another story this week that's got a stack of coverage. I want to talk about that to start with. It's the uh, submersible story. Yes. So this story, yes. we just want to talk about this one because, <laughs> yes, Origin has been big. Ashes is big. But this story about five people getting into a submersible and heading down to the wreck of the Titanic mm. and, of course, uh, them disappearing from all contact – and yes. the suspense of wondering what's happened to them. And we woke up this morning to find out that, very sadly, um, they have perished uh, with the craft likely imploding and some debris found. So, very sad story. But Yeah, absolutely. It got enormous coverage this week. Mm. And that comes back to some <coughs> things we often talk about. Why are some stories really popular and other stories not? Now, this one has got a lot of stuff there. Now... So here's the four markers that we use, and we've used these before I started thinking about these when I was a newspaper editor, and I would often be called by politicians complaining and telling me that's not a page one story, they would say. Right. Even though it was, it was already on the front page, so therefore well, yeah. it was a front page story, but they would say that it wasn't. So there are a few different things. So number one, we break these into the first two elements. You've got to have people who are interested in these things. So you've got to have... Something that crosses demographics. So it doesn't matter what your lot in life is. Okay, you can be the richest person, the poorest person, male, female, whatever, but mm -hmm. the story affects you. So weather stories are like that. Okay. If there's a massive storm coming over the horizon, you're going to be impacted regardless. You, you yep. have no choice. Yep. So you need that or you need what we'd say a common interest. That is, again, it doesn't matter on your demographic but you have to choose to be interested. So State of Origin would be yep. a good one, yeah. Classic example. So you need one of those two things. So for this story here, you know, pretty much most people understand the story of the Titanic. Yeah. We've discussed the movie before, overrated. Yeah, we have. Terribly overrated movie. Yeah. You go and see a movie where you know the ending, I don't get it. Anyway, yeah. so I'd say that the, the, the Titanic is basically a demographic crosser. Mm -hmm. Everyone's got a bit of an idea. Now, with one of those two locked in, you need this, a people element. We still love stories about people. So you need the people element. Yep. And this one had the people element because it had who are these five people? Yeah, yeah. 
you know, one's a billionaire, there's, there's, you know, what are they doing together? They're in that really small cramp Yeah, that thing. claustrophobic. Yeah, what's it yeah. like in there? Everyone's thinking about, you yeah. know, well, imagine putting yourself, you're thinking that they're on the bottom of the ocean, yeah. as we thought. What's it like in there? What's happening in there? What's the countdown like? You know, yeah. like all that sort of stuff. So the people story, so you need that. Then you need the final element out of these. And this is the one that really can make these stories go to be really big stories. You need either these ones. Deceit, right. incompetence, mm-hmm. or the opposite happening. Okay? okay, any of those. So so this is almost like, you know, you know the, the opposite, the misfortune. Yeah. Something goes wrong. And it's like, oh, what happened? That was yeah. opposite to what we expected. So a billionaire goes down in a submersible, it goes wrong. And we're drawn to those stories. So yeah. this story had a whole bunch of elements to it. Yeah. So it had heaps to it. So that's why it's got so much. And if you talk about how much coverage it's got, let's look at the today's papers in the UK. So the print versions. Okay. Front page of the Sun. Um, they had no chance. Is the headline? God, that's grim. Yeah. Titanic tourists killed as vessel imploded. The front page of the Daily Mail. The Titanic claims five more lives. My goodness. Big headline again. There you go. The Titanic. This area where so many people died, here we go again. The independent sub-search ends in tragedy yeah. as debris, debris reveals implosion. Um, Daily Telegraph's got a small story. The Metro, Titan 5 died in implosion and the Guardian <coughs> front page as well. So this story's got a whole lot of interest in it. Uh, and then now we're seeing some more stories now, just a story that came from the Wall Street Journal that a US... Navy sound detection system, which is uh, used to listen out for things that happen underwater, submarines in particular, detected an, an, uh, a sound which is consistent with an implosion or explosion around the time that the communications were lost. So all this stuff keeps building oh, up, right, mystery, okay. all this sort of thing. So it just lends itself to things that people can often talk about in a over conversation. Oh, did you see that that <coughs> thing's gone down low there, could be gone or whatever. But it got significant coverage and people were talking about it. Oh, have you heard? Is there mm. any update? Because we had the clock, we had the countdown, they've got this many hours of oxygen left. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was seeing everywhere. That's what Shannon was seeing too all over social media. It, even p- it piqued her interest and she doesn't listen to the news much. It was yeah. everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, all these different elements. So that's what we, we really sort of think about. Those mm. different, why are some stories more popular than others? If you put that type of... <coughs> That those different markers over them, it, it tends to stick with most stories. They tend to, yeah. you know, get get people uh, in. So, now, there was another big story this week too that yeah, you've is. been all across here. This has been yeah, a big is. story. It's I devastated. was shocked. I was devastated. What's happened? Fantails are being discontinued. You a Fantail fan? Oh, I love Fantails. Oh, I love Fantails. Yeah. Must admit though, it's been a minute since I've had one. It's been a moment. Well, you see... Uh, uh, our good friends at uh, Easy Pools. Oh, yes. Edward and the team. Yes, Edward and the team. Edward and the team at Easy Pools. Um, they have a bowl of oh, no. like lollies there all the time and there are always fantails in there. Oh, that's good. Always. That's a good selection then. So that's my usual place where I get fantails. Yeah. Right, stock yeah. up. Well, yeah. unfortunately, the manufacturer Nestle said that it's uh, declining sales and there's difficulties maintaining the equipment they use to produce the sweet, and that's caused for them to decide 
they're going to discontinue the lolly. So a bit of background on the fantail because I did I was fascinated. I loved the lolly, but didn't know much about it. It um, actually emerged in 1928, so it's almost a hundred years wow. old. Very old lolly. Didn't get there. But uh, it wouldn't start circulating around the country till the 1930s or 1930 when talkies were emerging in Australia. And yes. for anyone unfamiliar with talkies, that's just movies with sound. Revolutionary. Massive. Um, from there, the movie-going culture sort of was created. So you either had a box of Jaffas or a box of um, fantails with you when you went to the movies. You, you needed something. Yep, and they yeah. became very popular, obviously, because of the very chewy caramel centre and that chocolate coating. Uh, absolutely love that, Ollie. And then, obviously, the Hollywood trivia that was uh, on yep. the wrapping yep. that went around it. So that's actually how the suite got its name because if you break it up, fantails. Yes, yes. Yes. I didn't right. know that. I thought that was a golden egg for me today. Um, so <laughs> this the has been, this has been incredible. It has been profound. Uh, the last batch will be produced next month and lasts until stocks run out. So in the spirit of fantails, I pulled a bit of trivia, one trivia question for you to see if you can figure out Ooh, who this might okay, be. Okay, okay. For those listening, you can play as well. Who am I? Born the 28th of May, 1968. Her role as a mechanic on Neighbours established her as international star and her singing career began to began by accident when a record company executive heard her rendition of Little Ava's 1962 hit The Locomotion. Nine albums and two greatest hit compilations followed while she made history by having more than 20 consecutive top 10 hits in the UK. Her motion picture debut came with the starring role of Lola in The Delinquents and she helped close the Sydney Olympic Games in 2000 and had a cameo in Moulin Rouge. Who is it? She had a cameo in Moulin Rouge? Yeah. I did not know that. I didn't either. Charlene is the answer. Charlene. Yeah, being the character Kylie Minogue. That is it. That is it. So, yeah. See, see, we're going to miss these things. I can ask people these questions. It it had everything. Yeah, no, it had everything. I didn't know she was in Moulin Rouge. That's um, good. Sometimes you can look at these types of stories and you go, well, you know what, they get massive (coughs) free media coverage, which is called earned coverage in the business. You've you've earned that coverage. You haven't paid for it. You've earned it. This has got significant earned coverage. Mm. And then sometimes it leads to a bit of a rekindling of people's love for something and all of a sudden, oh, we're going to continue the line. Now, the problem with this one, of course, is now so they say they've got to spend a lot of money to... It's the equipment, yeah. Yeah, the equipment's not there. They've got to spend a stack of money on it. Now, I was keen to go and get some fantails, but I see that there's uh, they've been sold out this week. Have they really? Oh, I need to go find something. I need to source them. They've been sold out, so apparently. So there you go. I don't know. Will we see them come back? But I hope this is a resurgence. This is classic nightclub marketing and all the rest too. It is. We're closing down. Everyone comes and they're back <laughs> open again. It's amazing. You go fund me page for uh, <laughs> yeah for fantail. That's it. Um, this week, the Sydney Morning Herald did a really interesting uh, exercise, and they looked at the first twelve months of Anthony Albanese's media appearances as Prime Minister okay. to find out what sort of media coverage he is doing. Now, these exercises uh, are laborious, but they're really to look at because they tell us a bunch of things about why different leaders do different media and there's clearly tactics behind these now what 
the Sydney Morning Herald's analysis found is that in these 12 months, the Prime Minister did 172 press conferences and doorstops, which are press conferences standing up, talking to journalists, rather than sitting down or oh. standing at a, at a rostrum. Oh, okay, they're, not they're, what I thought. No, doorstops. So 172 <laughs> of those. He did 73 ABC radio and television Appearances, 73. Okay. Commercial television, 67. Right. So that's just sort of, you know, Sunrise, yep. Today, yep. your breakfast shows, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Commercial AM radio, 40 appearances. And FM okay. radio, 38. Really? Which is quite a lot. So that's a lot for FM, I would have thought. Uh, it is a lot. Which mm. So you go and look at this. Now, what that tells that's me interesting. is that's a fairly even spread of what mm. he has done, which goes to show that that's an extended honeymoon. When you can put yourself across that spectrum, and FM radio, he knows that FM radio, he's not going to receive some of those questions that you might get on the the tough. But having said that, he's been on ABC Radio National Breakfast Show uh, maybe more times than any other individual show, and that's obviously no, you know, historically, it's historically no easy ride. But anyway, this has been a... uh, you know, a good 12 months for Albo. Now, what's he trying to do in all of these things? What he's trying to do is define his personality, okay? So... Oh, yes, of course. All of these people listening to Albo or seeing him are probably not going to get to meet him, hmm. okay? So they're making their mind up on what sort of person he is by what they see. Now, to do that in the way that he would want to do that, that's where you go to FM radio because mm-hmm. you can be jokey. You yeah, can, you can more, be... More lighthearted. You'd be cool, say you listen to this music, that music, you know, all that <laughs> yeah, sort of thing. I suppose. Because ABC Radio National's not going to ask you what sort of music you listen no, to. No, certainly not. So there's that. So he, he's doing a classic defining of his personality here. Now, he does have very good relationships with editors and senior news people. Um, he texts them, you know, and stays in contact with them. Okay. Uh, I know this from experience. When I was a newspaper editor and he was a senior minister in Labor governments at the time, um, I would receive text messages from him. I had a coffee with him one day down at Nunda uh, on the way into the office. I stopped and had a coffee with Albo who wanted to talk about different things in his portfolio. Right. Generally, is it is it better for the, for the relationship if there's that established sort of connection? Is well, it probably two better? things. You do like that if you want to be able to ask questions yourself about you different just, things. Right, you know, okay. Different, different things. In... To have those personal relationships with both sides of politics mm. is good. Some politicians can't handle them. They can't. Right, okay. Because there's rough and tumble in media coverage and yeah, I had some politicians who were very upset with uh, with some of the things we did as a newspaper, but you know, it's it's all fair and you know things come and go. Mm. You know, you've got to be able to roll with the punches on it. Like um Albanese wasn't a um, leader as such, he was a minister at the time. Look, I found, I, you know, I found him to be uh, to be quite pleasant when I I con- you know was in contact with him. And let's face it, too, journalists like to be able to get text messages from the prime minister. That's it. I would have thought yeah. they feel pretty important. Yeah, the same way they feel important with the blue tick on Twitter. See, that's exactly right. So here's the thing, though. That's really interesting. Those twelve months. Let's go and check this in two years' time. Oh yeah. Okay. So. If things start to turn on Albanese, which they will, they'll inevitably will, because the nature of politics is he, he's had a very 
very gentle 12 months mm. and I've never seen a 12 months like it. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. So in 12, in, in two years time, let's go back and double check on where he's doing yeah. his interviews then because mm. that'll really tell a tale of where he thinks uh, things are at. Now we set the benchmark now, so let's go back and um, check where this goes. <coughs> now we hadn't spoke about AI for a while. What have you seen in AI? Yeah, there's a little story this week about Google DeepMind, which is an AI language-based sort of learning uh, hive of Google. And they've unveiled a new self-improving robot artificial intelligence agent. Mouthful of a <laughs> sentence. And it's called... Um, you know, RoboCat, not all that inspiring. RoboCat. Yep, and it can understand a goal from viewing an image. So, you know, it could be looking at a, an image of a bunch of cogs and work out how these cogs need to be arranged in yep. order for them to function. And then it'll learn how to do that. So DeepMind says it's paving the way for helpful general purpose robotic agents. Again, what is that really? They're helpful. Oh, yeah, robotic like agents. Help. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds a bit. Yeah. yeah like the Meanwhile, agents. the uh, the DeepMind co-founder Mustafa Suleiman said modern AIs can probably pass the Turing test. Now, do you know what the Turing test is? No, fails right. straight away. Turing test. So the best way to put it is through a probably a simple analogy. So it's like let's say you have a robot that looks like a human, and you want to see if it can behave like a human too. Yeah. You'd bring this robot into the room with a bunch of other human beings and ask them to have conversations with it. And if people can't tell that the robot is actually a robot and they think they're talking to a real person, then that robot's passed what's called the Turing test. Really? That's the Turing test? That's not exactly how it's done, but that is effectively understanding what the Turing test is doing. It's it's tested in multiple different ways. I've known some people over the years who... uh would be oh, quite robotic. Do you reckon? <laughs> if you get a if you get a robot in with those people, I think it would pass the yeah. Turing test very, very easily. Okay, oh, interested. Um, so obviously, it's you know tested a little bit differently. That's a very simple way to try to understand the Turing test. But however, that isn't a meaningful milestone for the intelligence or the AI, according to Mustafa. He wants to. Well, he proposed that the AI be given a hundred thousand dollars and see if it can turn into a million. He oh, reckons, really? He reckons it will show that artificial capable intelligence uh, would surpass you know, the Turing test for the need for it if it could achieve things in the real world. Wow. Mm. Honestly, can you imagine if it pulls that off? This is moving fast, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> we seem to have that discussion about... If it pulls it off, though, you watch. It'll just be ridiculous. Yeah, I think we'd be... It'll be uh, nuts. Just asking the robotic agents to do the podcast. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not too dissimilar. Who was it? I saw a reading during the week that uh, a radio station's got an AI voice to read the news for it now. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, oh. I'll have to come back to that another week, but we'll, we'll it is. We'll uh, I saw out. that this week, so it's, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned last week Reddit. And there was a bit of a situation that had emerged for Reddit. You've got a quick update on that one. Yeah, so for those that missed last week, Reddit's in a standoff with its users and moderators because it wants to change the price of its API dramatically. It's making it very unaffordable for those third-party apps, and I think it's a deliberate move. So this week, Reddit's uh, allegedly been hacked and held to ransom. So there's a group called Black Cat, and they've claimed responsibility for a ransomware attack that happened 
It says she read it back in February this year and the group claims to have uh, obtained around 80 gigabytes of sensitive data from Reddit and is threatening to release it publicly if the demands aren't met. So those demands are $4.5 million payout and also Reddit rolls back its planned API price increase. So that information is said to include things like internal documents and data, including contact information for employees and the advertisers that Reddit works with. Um, but Black Hat said it ultimately does not believe Reddit's going to meet the demands and expects that they're going to leak the data. So we'll wait and see if that happens. There's so much happening in that cyber hacking world, isn't That's there? It's scary, isn't it? It's hard to keep up with. Yes. Okay, the Celebrity Magazine covers this week. Now, mm-hmm. Jordan, we had sort of given them a break for a few weeks You know, recently. We've come back. But I must say, we sort of gave them a bit of a break because we thought there'd be stacks of... Uh, stuff on the front covers of these magazines about the royals and it might die down but it hasn't the royals they're they're everywhere so new idea the main story again we've got Anne, princess Anne, and camilla princess Mm -hmm. Anne has been around a bit lately as we've discussed exclusively on this podcast (laughs) and i won't curtsy to camilla right her snub on king's birthday it's a snub snub not a great word. That's uh, that's a new idea. What about the Woman's Day? Yeah, the Woman's Day is royals again. We've got King's Balcony Breakdown. So we've got Prince Harry there and King Philip, by the looks. King, King George. I can't remember the names anymore. I'm so royaled out. Oh, there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's uh, King Charles. King Charles. I've got one of the names. It's Charles. Everyone but the actual king. Uh, I've lost my son forever in quotations oh. is what he says. Oh, this is, this is quite so big. It's a bit of a change. I thought they were feuding. Um, now he seems sort of remorseful. Now, look, uh, there's, there's a couple of old TV shows. The new idea is looking at the dark curse of Happy Days, the old TV show. And The Woman's Day is looking at – they've got a retro TV special. This is coincidental – Secrets from our childhood classics, and there is a photo there of Mr. Squiggle That's and Miss Jane. I was going to say Mr. Pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pencil. So glad you said it right. <laughs> Mr. Squiggle and Miss Jane. Now, ah. secrets from our childhood classics. I don't know what the secret from Mr. Squiggle would be. No. But look, I must say, even though I was a little tacker when Mr. Squiggle was drawing things on TV, mm, I remember that as a kid. And uh, I'm not really still encouraged to buy the magazine to find out what's happening. Now, um, I'm keen for you to run through the meal teasers here. What, what are we looking at for meals? So the new idea for meals, we've got a meatball tray bake. You have to try. Meatball okay, you have bake. to try it. Okay, that sounds easy. Yeah, yeah. It's in black and white here, but I, I trust that it looks appetising. Um, across to Women's Day, though, we've got delicious dinners made from a can of soup. Dinners made from a can you of soup? You know how I feel about soup. Oh, I do. It's impossible. It's not a meal. No, not at all. No, it's not. It's a drink. It's not even close. <laughs> not a meal. Now, I no. just do notice that uh, there is one of the new idea which says NRL John's brother's feud gets nasty. Oh, I've been hearing plenty of this on TikTok. I did hear some uh, some talk of this yesterday then in fact it is a nasty feud yeah what's it over uh i look from what i've heard what it's over is it's uh 
that uh, Matthew, the older brother, seems to know how to get his younger brother Andrew a little bit worked up. Yeah. As all good older brothers do. Of course. And uh, uh, Andrew doesn't take Queensland's origin wins well, being a. No, he uh, certainly doesn't. So uh, Matthew's uh, sort of constant. Not constant. Matthew's praise of Queensland yeah, okay. rolls him up, but I'm told it's legitimate. This is not. Uh, this is yeah. Not, it seems legitimate. Yeah. But so, they, uh, yeah, Matty's cashing. Uh, well, cashing I think dining out on it for sure. Probably for any big brother is that they think it's quite yeah. funny and they you know keep rolling. Little yes. brothers don't. Now um, the weekend coming up. Um, now we we won't have a podcast episode next week because we've got Confraternity Carnival rugby league next week. Highlight of the year. We'll I love be. Confo. We'll be out at Confro doing things there for some time. So we next Friday's finals day there. It is. It's a big day. We don't really have time to do a podcast next no, week. No. So we'll do a fortnight in review. Yeah. In two weeks. Plenty. Of, we'll be plenty of news then. Yeah. So uh, we'll see you out there next week. Yeah. See you then.